0: hi everybody i'm Matos mantovani uh i played two years at eastern oklahoma two years at oklahoma christian right now i'm coaching OEFC and a class in sas and this is another episode of mass football podcast
1: yo welcome back to the mass football podcast the number one soccer podcast in oklahoma city I'm your host, Ricardo Yoa, and with me, well, I'm at uh, Legacy Real Estate Group. They're the sponsors. You know what they do. If you are looking to buy a house, sell a house, invest in a house, uh, these are the people to go to. I recommend my aunt and my uncle and my other aunt. They're all working here, and I kid you not, they make the process pretty seamless. I know I might be using them here pretty soon, but Legacy Real Estate Group, I appreciate you guys for allowing me to record here. I do have a guest with me today. Uh, this guy played at Oklahoma Christian. He has a couple championships at Western. You might have seen him or have gotten scored on him by him, my friend here, Mateo. How are you today, my friend?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for coming on. It's getting really, really hot in here.
0: Yes, it is. Like, I'm
1: sweating. I think it's as the sun goes up back here, it's just going to get a little hot. So if we need to, we can open the door, but... I I appreciate you for coming on, my friend. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I know I asked you a couple weeks ago, and like I Mm -hmm. said, I've been pretty bad about keeping up with the podcast, but Mm -hmm. I have you here now,
0: so uh, how are you today? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Uh, Just happy to be here and talk a little bit about my life and about my experience here in Oklahoma.
1: Nice, nice. Well, for the people that don't
0: know you, can you introduce yourself and to everybody else? Yes, yes. Uh, my name is Matheus Mantovani, Uh, I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil, born and raised there. Uh, moved here to the States when I was 17 to play soccer in school and study, uh, graduated in 2019, and then since then I've been coaching uh, OEFC and coaching uh, class N S A S SAS for high school. Nice. On the boys side.
1: Let me hit the round of applause again for you, dude. Thank you. Thank you me. graduated and you're coaching. That's good.
0: Congratulations. Nice. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.
1: You're coaching at O E F C. Yeah,
0: O E F C at the girls. I coach uh, for the 2012s, so 10 years old for the girls, and nice. I also help uh, Joey Garcia with the 2006 girls. Only um, girls? On the club, yes. Mm-hmm. High school is with the boys.
1: Is it different coaching girls and boys?
0: A little bit, yes. Um, I I tell this to 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 people. I think like younger, I prefer to coach girls, mm-hmm. but older. Prefer. I prefer to go over boys. That's
1: not the first time I've heard that. Yeah.
0: Why do you think that is? I think whenever the, the boys are younger, they there's a bunch of other things way more important than what I'm saying yeah. to them on the field, you know. And with the girls, I can get more of their attention. I think uh, I'm more effective of a coach, mm. you know. I, I with young boys I don't have the the kind of touching like pay mm. attention to me, mm-hmm. you know. And with the older boys, that whenever they start realizing, oh, soccer is fun, sports fun, like mm-hmm. he's here to help me. So that's when I can actually do the best that I can. But with the girls, it's just, they're more uh, the black and white that we see yeah. like, They're Oh, you want me to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah
1: for boys are a little bit harder. You kind of, I, I don't know, I've mm-hmm. never, I have coached, but I haven't gotten that deep into it to know the differences yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Um, so only two teams then? Uh, actually three. So it's uh, the I coach the black team, red team, and then I help with the gold team, and then the 2006, the nice. older girls as well. So you like it at OUFC? Yes, yes. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good club. Like uh, I like it for you know being in the United States, that mm-hmm. soccer is now the main sport in Oklahoma. Like uh, it's now one of the biggest states here. To have a club like that uh, with amount, the amount of kids that they have, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very good club for the community. You know?
1: That's one thing I wanted to touch on with you is the cultural differences of how it is for the kids that you trained to how it was for you when you played. Um, and then eventually through there, you can get into how you came over here. But mm-hmm. how was
0: the football for you in Brazil? Uh, it's I, I tell this to people... Uh, it's just the culture, like, if you're born in Brazil, you're going to play soccer. Mm. There's there no way around, like, you, or you're going to play with your friends in the street, or your dad is going to put you in a, in a club to play when you're young. But the main thing it is, um, and I tell this to people, I've not told to her a couple of times, um, here there's a lot of kids playing soccer. -hmm. In Brazil, it's soccer players. Yeah, soccer mentality. It's not just being good with the feet; it's also the brains, like understanding the game, in in a such young age. And if you go to a party in Brazil, all the kids are gonna grab a little can, Mm. it's gonna smash it, put on the ground. Let's play, let's play, let's play. That's how
1: you play. Yeah, I played a
0: lot with my cousins all the time. Like I would, I would break my shoes because of being constantly. Yeah, kicking cans, kicking rocks. All of that. And here, even if you give a soccer ball to a kid, mm. there's the chance that that kid's going to get the ball and bounce with the hand. Yeah. Try to put it in a basket or something, you know? And in Brazil, that would never happen. Nah, it, you know? I think
1: there's a lot more distractions here.
0: Yeah, it's too many options. It's, it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's too many options. Mm-hmm. It's playing A, playing B. Oh, you're not good at soccer? Oh, let's try baseball right there. Oh, you're not good at baseball? Oh, let's try football. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, let's try basketball. You know, like, it's just... In, in brazil it's like no soccer yeah you just need to get better you just need to like yeah more, you
1: know yeah. yeah i have a kid and i tried to get them to play soccer and when my son told me he didn't like it i was like okay mm-hmm. we'll stop we'll go play something else but yeah. i i want him to play a sport i don't really care if it's soccer baseball football not football mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. i would love for him to play soccer what's the earliest memory for you with soccer Oh,
0: 2000, 2002, World 2002? Cup. 2002? 2002. My career. Yeah. My brother gives him a hard time because whenever I say that, he's like, You're too young. You don't remember anything. And I was like, Yeah, I'm not going to remember every single detail. Uh-huh. But one of the things that I loved about the World Cup was my first World Cup that I have a memory. And I remember that we would go watch games in the garage. Yes. And then a goal would happen. Everybody runs to mm-hmm. the streets, like neighbors, everybody together hugging each other. Like, I'm getting goosebumps just here. Yeah, it's it like one it? of the best things in my life. And then it was so funny because it was go, oh, let's celebrate, celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 15 seconds later, oh, let's get back, let's get yeah, back yeah, and talk yeah, to the game. Yeah, yeah, and then everybody yeah, goes to yeah, their yeah. own houses to, to watch again the game. And yeah. Go again. Oh, everybody in the street, so like. This There's this nothing game. like
1: when everybody is watching the same thing and everybody is invested. And that same thing, and then everybody celebrates, everybody cries, and that's definitely, I think World Cup are one of the best moments for me, and then as a kid, when you're watching the World Cup too, because you don't have, you're not working, you don't have a job, you don't have to go to school, so you're literally watching four to five to six different games every single day, day. and then, and then you guys ended up winning the World Cup, what did you guys do when they won the World Cup? Where were you when they won the World
0: Cup? Oh, we, I, I was, I was... Like I said, the garage. And then after we won, we just did a huge barbecue at my house. Because my house, uh, thank God, my Mm -hmm. my dad was very fortunate to have, like, kind of one of the best houses in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And after we won, he just invited everybody. a block party. Yeah, let's make a barbecue here. Nice. Let's celebrate. And then it was just a big party.
1: Well, since we're talking about the World Cup, how do you feel about the World Cup coming now? Because I think everybody says Brazil is the favorite.
0: Honestly, uh, I feel that with the players that we have, like, especially up top, they're they very very little. And for the way that the World Cup is, like, it's, it's a cup. Mm, so it's a you, tournament. Yeah, you play a little bit like the group stage, but then it's playoffs. It's that one game. Yeah. You know? And I feel with the players that we have, we have a good team to play that one game. Mm-hmm. You know? But to be honest, I wouldn't put in my money on Brazil. No? No. I'm gonna support. I'm gonna cry if we lose. I'm gonna be happy if we win, but I I wouldn't put a money on it
1: Who would you put your money on?
0: I think I think it's France again. You think
1: so? You don't think there's a curse for the World Cup winners? We'll find out.
0: Yeah, we'll find out because whenever Brazil won in 2002, mm-hmm. we went to 2006 and we made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that little curse is kind of...
1: Not for the Brazilians, but it is for the French, for the Italians and yeah, for the Spanish maybe. and everybody else. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm excited. Because
0: yeah. um, Brazil looks
1: stacked, dude.
0: Yeah, they. Let's see if they can put it there. Because individually, player by player, it's... They're like, one of the best. Yeah, it's like top, top five in each position, easily in each position that we have. But we need to see if the chemistry is going to be... From a
1: Brazilian's point of view, you guys are going to have to leave some stars out. Oh, yeah. Who do you leave out? Because I had seen recently, when they called up all the players for these yeah. friendlies, they did not call any Arsenal players.
0: Oh, yeah, I so saw that too. So yeah. what's
1: up with that? Like, Who would you call? It's, it's impossible to get everything.
0: I don't know. Uh, one thing that I believe for any national team, any national team, it's, it's a moment. Mm. Because it, you also need to understand that, that maybe that guy was good a year ago. A year ago, he was the guy. But right now, because the competition is happening right now, mm-hmm. so you need to have the best right now. The moment. You know? And I feel that even he left some off that list that they're playing Brazil now you know that some people don't know. But for me, it's the moment. I think um, leaving Gabriel Jesus out now, I think that was a mistake. Yeah, maybe he will call him up. Yeah, hopefully because he's killing it. Yeah, because and and you can see that he's enjoying. He's enjoying playing Arsenal. Kind of, you can see that in his face whenever he plays, whenever he scores, that he's getting back to the happy playing. You know, being enjoying what you're doing. You know, I
1: think Arsenal fits him well. Yeah, Esfithimo, coming from Manchester City, and man, he's done some crazy things like that. I forgot what goal it was where he, the ball is coming down, drops it, still has the strength to hold the body out, Mm -hmm. then still runs. And I think that's the. I don't know if he scored it or he gave an assist, but Mm -hmm. that guy's crazy. Yeah.
0: Do do you know that I played against him?
1: Really, I was. That's one of the questions I was going to ask you because who did I have? Who was the last Brazilian that I had on? I had another Brazilian on, and he had told me that he got to play against. The center back for PSG, Marquinhos. He played against ah, Marquinhos. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I don't know who it was. Ah, I can't believe it's slipping my Ale, mind.
0: Ale, Alex.
1: Alex Bampa. Yeah, I had yeah, Bampa on. Yeah, Sorry, Bampa. Bampa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You played against Gabriel Jesus?
0: I, I played against Gabriel Jesus. And uh, you might not remember him, but Gabriel Barbosa. Okay. He, yeah, he's playing for Flamengo now. Mm-hmm. But he went to play for Inter in Befica for a little while. So, I played against those two guys. This is perfect. Yeah. How, when, how? like? So, my last year in Brazil, my senior year high school, mm-hmm. uh, I was playing the under-17, uh, the state tournament, yeah. uh, and Gabriel Jesus was playing for Palmeiras, mm-hmm. and they were in our group. Who were like, you playing with? Uh, a small team. Okay. Like, it was called Suzano, mm-hmm. but very, very small. Um, and, man, first game, like, Shit. I saw, I saw that guy playing like mm. looking like me, nothing huh? like small skinny like I was like oh okay like yeah they, they're good they're good with are FIBA you know huh. so I think, man first tackle that I went to to go to him man looked like that was hitting a wall really mm. man, like was just crazy you know like the the science like the of the body that those big clubs use it, like in, in the academies mm. is mm. just it's a huge difference you know and with Gabriel Jesus you couldn't tell Right there, there. What it was are you, different. Like, what are you doing here? Mm. Go to the professionals, man. Like, why are you wasting our time here with us? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, why didn't didn't you call you up yet for the professionals? You know, and he played like for six months with the on that age, got up, won the national title with the Palmeiras, and then how oh. city?
1: Where do these players come from? Like. How, 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 how does someone find someone like that and then six months later just say, hey, dude, you got to get out of here because you're too good?
0: Like, like, what's up with that? It's, um, it's the, the kind of the, the, the mentality that they put up for the Brazilians that is, yeah, you're going to be here in Brazil. Let's make your name. And then you get out. And then you go do what you need to do instead of like maybe teaching them like, hey, like hold a little bit more like you know like you build something here like kind of let's make it uh not just put your name out there like you make you win one title or other hmm. and but make something here then you leave mm. i think like i know there was a lot of mary a lot of like business involved but the way that neymar hold the held mm. off because he was supposed to leave it to madrid yeah 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 and, yeah, and yeah, then and he, he waited said, and he waited i like that you know because he waited he won a couple more titles. He made his name a little bit more, and like was that kind of, that kind of love. It wasn't just like he, ah, he's just another yeah, guy yeah, that yeah, yeah. played good here. He's gonna leave, you know. Like he, he did something for Santos, you know, right there.
1: You were in Brazil when Neymar was in Brazil, oh, yes. weren't you? So yeah. I must have been like crazy
0: like it was just neymar fever wasn't it yeah it was man what a neymar fever for real i even did the moonwalk you had that yeah i had it for a little while that's wild (laughs) not a
1: lot of people get to jump from brazil straight to a big six team though yeah i I was reading i watched a youtube video and they were talking about gabriel jesus martinelli not very many people get to go straight into a big team and if they do not very of them become successful Yes. neymar was another one mm-hmm. uh but that's that's a very 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 good point that he they should have stayed but for a lot of people i know i know some people in mexico that try to go pro for them it's their way out like it's yeah. their way to make a living so they're a lot hungrier than yes. regular players are and i know yes. that makes a ton
0: of a difference no, yeah and i tell people like a lot of people come to me and say like oh do you really think that you could have been a professional in brazil if you actually like try and everything i was like him. With the mentality that i had at the moment no mentality yeah right now right now if i were to go back right now yes i think because one thing that i never made it was sacrifices Mm. you know like if i had a party to go i would go to the party Mm -hmm. if uh, um staying late just silly thing just staying late playing video games instead of like getting the full eight hours of sleep or things like that i would go play the video game you know like if I would have a sunday league game Mm -hmm. instead of resting for the actual important game Mm -hmm. i would go and have fun and play the sunday league Mm. game like you know so i didn't make the the sacrifices that those kids that you mentioned that they are more hungry they were making because it's their way out and at the moment i was too comfortable for that Mm. you know so it was my own fault like i I tell this to, to a lot of people like i can Blame coaches, I can blame like agents, then everything. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's my fault. It's my own fault. You know, like I could have done so many things differently. You know, but I think it, things happen for a reason, and I'm I'm happy where where I am right now. You yeah, because like, you know, now
1: you're in the middle of America.
0: <laughs> yeah, i know, living the dream, huh? Right.
1: Yeah. Um. Tell me about Little Matheus. Like, uh did you want to be pro? When did you know you wanted to be pro? When did you take soccer serious? Like.
0: How was that? So my dad put started me to put him into a little academy Did your dad play. play? Nah, his cousins, they they played professional. Okay. His cousins they were kinda a big deal for, for the family. And whenever I start playing and then they start saying like, Oh, it's actually uh, good, huh? uh-huh. he, 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 can, can he might it, have it, something, huh? and then like I kinda start becoming like, oh, is he gonna be our next one? Oh, okay. One? No pressure. Okay. Yeah, no pressure. But like, is it gonna be in the next one? Is it gonna be the next one? And I was like, and so like, I start playing with four years old, and then when by the time I was seven, I was already playing compatible futsal, and I was already playing eleven versus eleven. That's one thing that's different from Brazil than here, that you guys have the system of four versus four, mm-hmm. seven versus seven nine versus nine all outdoor yeah and 11 versus 11 so in brazil it's you have futsal which is five versus five and if you're gonna play outdoor it doesn't matter if you're six seven eight nine ten years old it's 11 versus 11 mm. from the beginning so i was already playing 11 versus 11 when i was seven years old mm. so at that moment i was already i, I want to be a professional soccer player. player mm. that's that's what i want to do for my life and, and that's why i coach now too because I was in college doing business, and I was thinking for me like, yeah, I think I should be doing business because I'm bilingual, you know, I speak Portuguese, Uh, now I'm speaking English, and then I can learn a little bit more of Spanish on the way, you know, I think business would be perfect for me, but then the years start going by, I I was like, man, I'm I'm not, I I don't see myself in a suit, I don't see myself behind Mm -hmm. the office, like my things on the field, Mm. that's... That's where it brings me alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, from then, when I was a little kid, I was already, yeah, I'm going to be professional. But then, start growing up, start growing up, and then teenage phase, parties, mm-hmm. like I said. You fireworks. lost your motivation a little bit? I wouldn't say motivation, because every time that would go to practice, every time I would go to gaming. Uh,
1: you're still running through the motions, but you didn't yeah, have the hunger, the sacrifices. Exactly. So you probably got to... Where, at what point did you just say, ah, I got to figure something out? Or?
0: I was 16. like I was 16 and I was playing kind of the second tier of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Because in Brazil they do like under 11, under 13, under 15, under 17. So like whenever it's the that number, so like 10, 12, mm. you play like kind of the ECRL. Mm-hmm. That That's day. not
1: like it is here where it's... Yeah yeah 10s 11s 12 there yeah. it's 10 12 14
0: 16 yeah okay they, they, they skip so like it's kind of they call like the good age and the bad age you know like oh what year are you um ah, 97 oh so you're in the bad age now right because maybe so a little bit, bit older anyway. yeah you know i'm playing with the older guys for the top mm. tier tournament you know and yeah that sucks it's
1: like the older you get the less valuable you are because of Mm-hmm. Your potential isn't as high anymore. Okay.
0: Yeah, and also everybody started getting to the same like physicality, mm-hmm. same everything. So like it starts thing thing, and it's like it's like okay, I didn't make the sacrifice because I was comfortable the way that I was playing. Because let's say like this, I I had a car that mm-hmm. was going 100 miles per hour. Yeah. But that car had a potential to go 150. Mm. But I was happy for the 100, mm. you know, and that that's what it was with me, you know, like it, because I was motivated to go to practice, but I wasn't motivated to do the extra.
1: Mm. What takes you above and beyond?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. to be outside the practice. You know, that one hour and a half with the team, yeah, I would do perfectly. I would be f- the best. Yeah, fitness. Yeah, I, I'm there. I'm the first one. But outside of there, on my own time. Never did the, the extra things, you know? Yeah, you
1: were skating by doing, I don't want to say the bare minimum because you yeah. were, it, seems, it sounds like you were, you know, there. You did what you had to do and that was your job. Uh-huh. It's kind of like what they say what's that new thing when you uh, quite quit? You were kind of quiet quitting when you don't do more than what you're supposed uh, to. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just kind of skating by. Uh-huh. And then when did the opportunity come for you to go to the U.S.? Or, like, did you... When did that option come? Who implemented that thought? Did you know somebody that went? Uh, so, my brother, he
0: came here. He came in... Hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me
1: start this over. Uh-huh. Before we start the next
0: one. Sorry. No, no, all good. Okay. Yeah. Um... So my brother, he he was already here in whenever I was uh, 16, 17 years old. And whenever we would talk through a messenger, like we, would I already be like those questions that he would ask me like, so hey, any thoughts about coming here? Like uh-huh. what's your plans? Like, do you have a team? Have you signed or something to play, you know? And I was in that phase that was just like, yeah, no, just kind of going to little clubs, to little clubs, to little Did clubs, you and...
1: know that you wanted to come, or was that something in the back of your head that you were just like, that in was, case yeah. it doesn't work out, I always have that option? Yeah, it
0: was more, uh, oh, in case I don't do anything professionally here, I mm-hmm. have there. But whenever I was 17, the, after I played against Gabriel Jesus, and then it was kind of a reality shock, because ah. we go Man, like it was a smack. it was a smack. Like was his mac and a half whenever we played against Palmeiras. And I was like, Yeah, man, and Brazil is not for me anyway. <sighs> at, mm-hmm. like, at least not soccer. I'm Like at least yeah. not soccer. If it was supposed to happen, I would I were, already, already know by now, mm-hmm. you know, and not knowing like he's still waiting on I need to chase for a team here. So like whenever he finished that tournament of that season, I, I called my brother and I was like, hey, you know what, let's make this happen, hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, I'm going to go there, play, who knows what happens, but if nothing happens, I have a degree, mm-hmm. I can start looking for a job, start having my life, you know? Got an experience. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So my brother helped me through the through the whole process, like uh, the, the reason that I'm here, like in the, in the U.S., it's your brother. Uh, yeah, 100% my brother. Yeah. Who helped your brother? uh so here's the thing my brother did a like was his mom but his mom helping from brazil you know mm-hmm. but here by himself oh. you no know? so he made my path like so so mm. easy you know like he did the hard things to be easy for me like he kind of looked like you know because he mm-hmm. kind of uh whenever i came here there's one day the kind of like a little party you know got mm-hmm. a little emotional both of us mm-hmm. you know and then yeah, because oh, you were you had a senior brother, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, because whenever my brother came here was 2006, so 2006 wow. I was eight years old. So oh, for okay. ten years, like I would see him through a screen once, yeah, once a year maybe mm-hmm. if he would come visit. But there were some that he wouldn't come because you know summer here you can make some money, so he would stay mm-hmm. the summer. He wouldn't go back. Uh, Christmas sometimes he didn't have the money. So, through 10 years, like, was just once in a while, and then out of nowhere, oh, we're living and together. Now you're li- living together? Yeah, we lived together. We live together yeah. for a four months, like, just me and him. Like, wow. Yeah, going through the week, to the routines, was 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 a very nice experience. Like, I'm very glad that I had to do that with him. It's kind of a little catch-up nice. from the years, you know?
1: And then he's giving you pointers, too, what to he's look out for. Tight. Look, that's the seasons in the in the fall. Let's get you ready. Exactly. Nice.
0: Yeah, he was taking care of my physicality too, cause I came a little kind of it's light, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, man, you're gonna you're gonna have to put some pounds here." Yeah, <laughs> cause you play
1: against the Americans, and they're just like, But yeah. they
0: might not have the touch, but they're just yeah yeah no and plus uh i was a 17 year old kid mm. like i started college w- with 17 oh, okay that's and young yeah so i would go and play against a 21 year old guy 25 year olds yeah. that come from brazil too yeah and especially in junior college because whenever i came in first junior college i would i was going to play with some like guys that was almost 30 years old because there's kind of not too much restrictions yeah, for yeah. the for the junior college and and he was like yeah man you're gonna have to put some some, some weight on some you. Some weight on you, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but there is this time that we got a little emotional and I was like, man, thank you so much mm. for everything that you're doing for me. Thank you for bringing me here, taking care of me, like you kind of being my dad here mm-hmm. in the U.S. And then he turned to me and said, "Like, look, honestly, I get it that you are thanking me and everything, but the one that, who needs to thank somebody here, it's me for you to come here mm. because I was, I was like lonely, here, mm-hmm. you know, like I was kind of, losing a little bit myself you know because mm-hmm. he came here by himself trying to survive trying to be a a winner like in a country that it's not his basically mm-hmm. you know like and not his language yeah not his culture exactly you know and it doesn't matter that he was already there for 10 years like he uh you could tell that he, he was a, a little bit fatigued too mm-hmm. you know that oh everything by myself every i don't have kind of anybody to kind of rely on it mm-hmm. so that, that was kind of very emotional for me, like, for him to come to me and say thanks to me, like, for a coming here and, like... He, you must have been like, whoa, yeah. whoa what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, you are thanking me for mm-hmm. this? Like, it was like, that something wrong here, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, no, man, like... He's like, no, I think he needed you more than you needed him. Yeah, like, it was that kind of thing, and I'm glad that I could have come here, you know, because... Uh, we needed that bondage to, you know, to be together again, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. broader time. And and also, I think, like, he, he was happy, like, to see me kind of follow his path. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because yeah. last
1: like, time he saw you, you were eight. Now you're just a... Exactly. I was going to say a grown man, but he had to put some weight on you. But no, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, you're a grown <laughs> kid, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, a completely different mind. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he wasn't there, like, to hear me talk about girls. He wasn't there to talk to talk to me about... Uh, whatever's going on in school or even to practice a little bit with mm-hmm. me for my games or to go watch me play you know so it was, was kind of nice and yeah that's I,
1: I, awesome yeah. you were and then he was probably able to you know teach you from the mistakes that he had made and whatnot I have a little brother so I kind of can relate and whenever he went on to go play college he ended up going to NOC and then I would give him some tips. I'd be like, look, man, do this, do that. He ended up leaving NOC and went to go play at Mid-America. And I was able to be like, look, man, like, don't take these classes because these don't transfer. It's just the little things that people don't tell you. And I didn't have anybody because my parents didn't play college. But yeah. just having somebody there is just so helpful just to even yeah. drop your Christian classes. Trust me yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, i have to take them take them for two weeks and then drop them when they're free yeah. and then you get the money back and it's just mm-hmm. those little things are just things that nobody
0: tells you like. yeah those little advice that is kind, it's kind of obvious yeah. but until you say out loud whenever you say out loud that you're kind of like oh my god like yeah that makes sense yeah but like what's so obvious like such a simple thing mm-hmm. but like whenever it's it's said out loud like you kind of oh my god like yeah thank you you know like he, I knew that but I needed somebody to remind me that mm-hmm. you know like to kind of put him in the in the way because one of the things that he told me about the classes was like yeah you need to start saving some money in case you need to take a extra semester because he told me like, look let me tell you like since you want to do business it's gonna be accounting one mm-hmm. accounting two you know those classes are hard I and mean, he was like be ready to maybe retake classes so, mm-hmm. like. He, Every time that you can take maybe one summer class, one winter class, to do stay. it. Yeah, because you might need it so we don't pay like a extra tuition yes. for an extra semester, you know? Nice, so how How did you get,
1: how did Eastern, how, how, why did you end up there? Or was it just all because of your brother?
0: Uh, so whenever I, I was living with him in Tulsa and stayed there for four months and there I was doing a English of course, uh, hmm. Uh, close to our U, it's called ULI, mm-hmm. and, and it was very nice. It's a very good um, uh, course for like internationals that come here. And in the meanwhile, we were to go do little tryouts. So mm-hmm. I went to Eastern, I went to Rose, I went to NLC, and I went to NEO. And it was just basically whoever gives more at that point, you know, mm-hmm. like because the currency uh, U.S. to Brazil, it's it's a big gap, so. Mm-hmm whoever was giving more yeah okay I'm going to this one and Eastern at the moment make kind of the, the best offer mm-hmm. and I sign up and another thing that helped was um there was one Brazilian that he was already a Eastern hmm. that I knew him from, from Brazil, Brazil. Wow. yeah and whenever I saw him there I was like oh my god <laughs> I didn't even know that you're here yeah, not like, that crazy yeah and we started talking catching up mm. and then it kind of made it easy to you know to kind of be a Eastern and to make it even better or a little bit worse too because my English didn't get better mm-hmm. for a while because that was me, him, and another six Brazilians. Yeah, so you didn't have I'd to
1: say. speak English. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know because some of them, their English were already pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. So whenever we were together and like we needed to speak English or something like that, they would just oh, I'll speak for you. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing, you know. So I was just, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. But it started getting better in my, my English in my sophomore year.
1: Okay, how was your time at Eastern? I had seen that you won a few
0: awards at Eastern. Yeah, uh, my freshman year was, we had a very good team, but coaching-wise, let's say, I didn't agree too much Mm. with, you know, because our practice was just basically running, 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 you know, and at that time, the freshman class was better than the sophomore class, Mm. but... He was the kind of coach that uh no i'm gonna put it the sophomores to play because they are the ones transferring they are the mm-hmm. ones like, they needed a little bit more yeah they needed that pt to put mm-hmm. on a dvd and try to find you know like new places mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, bummed me out a little bit because like it's it's tough like for you to be on the bench and you see like yeah. i'm better than the guy you know mm-hmm. like uh, it's just not not even about like being a little cocky it's just like you know your yeah. capabilities, you know what you're capable of you know and just you know, kind of warming the bench, warming the bench. Mm. You know, but but was was good. Like was fun to play. It was a f- good first experience, like of the United mm-hmm. States. You know, but my sophomore year, my sophomore year was very very good, like soccer wise. Uh, you know, Trevor Harmon for is new, the coach is mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he he was. Uh, who, I was. His first like team uh as a head coach, okay, yeah, that was his first job as a head coach was a eastern that and for me, that was already that that that's what I want from a coach mm. it, it's not that he's good uh because of like him um, the players that he has he's good with like uh, the limitations mm-hmm. that those players have mm-hmm. you know he he knew how to find like uh, what you're best at, okay, let's focus on that mm. you know, and he made it that with everybody because he came when the the coach that was before got, got he he got fired, so but he got fired in like June, mm. so he didn't have a, much a time. a good time to prepare for the fall season. Exactly. So we had 19 players for the whole season. Mm. It was 15 sophomores, which was the 15 freshmen from the past, yeah. and four or five new freshmen That's, that he could like find a way to bring it. You mm-hmm. know, and. We have a saying in Brazil that he took milk out of rock, mm. because with that team, the way that we had it, with the, the way that we came to this season, kind of like, oh, we don't own this new coach, we don't even have players, like we're not going to even be able to scrimmage at practice, like, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he did something amazing. Like, we didn't end it up, like, making places, but if you talk to anybody about that That's Eastern, easy. That season, like they're gonna tell, like, oh no, yeah, that team, that, that team, they did something. He pulled he,
1: milk from the rock. He
0: pulled milk from the rock. In other forward. words, he he made with what he had. And exactly, and another thing was his passion. Hmm. You know, you could tell that every time he would yell at us, he would like make a correction to us, like he you could you could feel it, you could have feel, like mm-hmm. feel his voice like. Oh my god like, like he, damn he wants to win mm-hmm. now i want to win too you know yeah, he yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he transferred that energy to you like he makes you like he stay on your tiptoes the mm-hmm. whole time like staying focused on the game let's win this let's make it happen and for me that that that's what i love the most like it was for him it was beyond the knowledge mm-hmm. you know it was just he it was he was something else and and another thing that he kind of it kind of respect me for him is mm-hmm. that that was his first job really? as a as a, coach.
1: as a head coach for as a
0: college or for a college he
1: uh, yes. has to have been coaching yeah. but
0: really huh yeah cause he was helping at Rose State but mm-hmm. as assistant and then he went to Eastern as a first head coach job, like, for, for college. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, that kind of gives me more respect for him. And now he's at SNU, huh? Yeah, now he's at... Yeah, it, was, it took him one season to, to find a better job. Yeah. Because it was just... It was just so good. He's good.
1: So how does that impact you as a coach? Like, what kind of... How do you do that? Like, we'll come back to your college season. But mm-hmm. now that we're talking about coaches, like, as a coach for you, like, what, how do you do that? Or what uh, do
0: you do? I I try to get a little bit of all the coaches that I had through my life. And he's one of them. Mm -hmm. He's definitely one of them that I try to mirror a little bit that knowledge, that passion, try Mm -hmm. to transmit uh, to the players like the urgency of things, you know, because I I feel like every every single information, you need to find a way to deliver, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes like you need to take the ball out of the box. I'm not going to go and tell the person, hey, can you please kick the ball out of the box? <laughs> no, you're going to go, my man, let's go. Yeah. Kick the ball, you know, like that kind yeah. of that urgency. And like that's, that's what I kind of try to tell them. Like in each situation, I'm kind of a little different. Sometimes yeah. I, I'm kind of like a, a big dad, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm kind of, hey man, like get together. Or each person is a little different. So for me,
1: yeah. you might have to be like, hey, Ricardo, you know, you're doing great, you know, but maybe you should pass it out. Whereas if you're to Mattels, you're just like, yo, get that shit out of here, man. Exactly. So you got to be able to know how to speak to your players.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I try because uh, I'm from a family of uh, a therapists. Oh, of, therapists. Like, yeah, okay. so my mom, she's a therapist. My sister is a therapist. So I grew up with that kind of... Like psychology? Yeah, psychology. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I grew up with that kind of talking Uh let's talk let's talk let's talk let's talk Mm -hmm. and i try to find that on the kids too and on the players like i try to see like okay how should i talk to this person how should i talk to Mm -hmm. this one and but on our overall as a team, sometimes yeah, you can you can even ask some people. Sometimes they go crazy. Yeah, I
1: mean, I but crazy. sometimes the players have to bend to how the coaches too, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so.
0: it's 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 a give and take, you mm-hmm. know. Like let's Different meet halfway. Tick. It's like yeah, it's like a relationship with uh, with your wife, with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. and, you know. Like he, he, he needs to have like a little bit of like, uh, you know, let's meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be that much of like a. Uh, like you know, a, a crazy guy to you, but mm-hmm. like you also need to understand that whenever I go off, mm-hmm. it's because, like I said, it was because of the situation. Like it's the urgency. Like mm-hmm. don't don't focus too much in how loud I'm being, focusing what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like and that's what I try to tell uh, every new team that I get, every new season. I always go to them and say like, hey just letting you guys know i'm a yeller yeah something (laughs) look Mm -hmm. one day something's gonna happen Mm and i'm gonna go off Mm -hmm. don't don't pay attention to how loud i am pay attention to what i'm saying Mm -hmm. because sometimes i'm going crazy It's because yeah it's that passion like because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna transfer that passion that i have Mm -hmm. like speaking nicely Mm -hmm. because i I don't think that that that, doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work like because there's no growth uh, being comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was telling before, like whenever I was, I was young, like I was too comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there are some kids that I see playing that I don't want them doing the same mistake that I did. Because mm-hmm. it's something that they can control.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: not something out of their hands. It's just like, understand this, like have this passion, you know, like let's make this happen. And like, you know, it's not even about being good or bad. It's just like how much you want it. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to eat the grass? Are you willing to slide that with you with your head if you have to? Mm-hmm. You know, like that type of thing. We call I think yeah, we call hunger. Yeah, hunger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hunger. being hungry, being hungry. That's that, and that's what I go over and over. Try so I try to preach. You know, like because I tell them like, look, the technical things, the touch, the you, skills, you can learn that. That, that that's gonna come along the way. But that. Mentality. That passion, that, that mentality, hunger. The, mm-hmm. yeah, that hunger, like, you need to find inside mm-hmm. of you, you know, and like, that's what I, I try to transmit it to them. And like, even in an in early age, even with the little girls that I coach, sometimes, uh, sometimes <laughs> I lose, I lose a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and like, and they see it, like, because it's like, oh, he's just, you know, yeah. trying to show us, like, hey, mm-hmm. we need to do better, we need to do better, you know.
1: And it transmits having a coach like that on the sidelines yelling at the ref defending you for a bad call yeah. gives them energy because if you're just sitting there and no no you need to be on the touch line like mm-hmm. a grandiola like a arteta yeah. making sure that you're just yeah. there on top yeah. of him
0: that's uh, that's exhausting <laughs> it is it is yeah there is times that he finishes the game it looks like that i played the game yeah. you know like because i'm all sweat like you're know, mm-hmm. like red because he's screaming you know I need to have a lot of tea at home because, yeah, uh, yeah for my for for my You, life, you lose yeah, your voice? Sometimes, yeah. If, if I don't take care, if I don't, uh, especially in the spring with the high school, which mm-hmm. is very, very cold, if I don't get home and drink a little tea or even just a coffee, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that it's night, but I need something warm because it, it gets a little sore.
1: You go through it, huh? Yeah, Yes. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah.
0: And then, well, I have a question that I thought about a
1: while back but I had seen a coach on Facebook make this question, and I'm curious to see how you'll answer it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Livinson was asking, "How do you implement soccer culture to the families of the kids that you have that don't have soccer at their house? You know, like how do you, you know, instill that? Like, sure, they can come to practice. Yes, they can do the hour and a half, two times a week, and the games on the weekends. But mm-hmm. you said it yourself." you need that at home environment you need the touches at home you need you know watching the TV. how do you implement the soccer culture for the families that just don't have it because i'm sure you've run into kids that well the kid plays but the parents have never played or vice versa but how do you instill that soccer culture for those kids like how do you improve it for them
0: I try to, I try to like remind the kids, like the most important thing is the kids too, because mm-hmm. if the kid doesn't want it, like, like it's, it's not worth like persisting mm-hmm. on, on that thing, like because it's supposed to be fun. If it's mm-hmm. not fun, it, it defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. It defeats completely the purpose, especially with a young age. And what I try to, to tell them is just like, look, there's understand one thing, think about your whole week. It's seven days. Each day is 24 hours. And then you sleep for 10 hours. So you have 14 hours of your day. 14 hours of your day, I see you guys like an hour and a half, twice. So I see you three hours of your week, you know? Do you really think that you're going to get good with just those three Mm. hours? And I try to remember that. Like, look, even if you just go to your backyard to shoot the ball on the fence, just... Should it come back to you? Mm-hmm. Should it come back to you? Even if you're doing that, that's already something. If you go in your backyard and start juggling or even grab your dad, try to play a 1v1 with your mm-hmm. dad. You know? I try to remind them that the more that you do, the better you're going to mm-hmm. get. Like, it's just simple. It's just a simple math. Like, that, that's mm-hmm. what I tell them. It's a simple math. The more that you do, the better that you get. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, some of them understand because I see some of my girls that they come to practice with me and then the next day, they are uh, the RB7 mm-hmm. or they are uh, having a personal training with one of my friends or even with me, you know, and like they're looking to more and more. And I can see some kids that it's not the parents. I can tell mm-hmm. the the kid, the kid is like, oh, it's going to have a, a training today. I'm going to have practice today. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. nice. Those nice. are the
1: best kids to have.
0: Exactly. I love it when I, I'm doing some sessions and there is there is this this little Hispanic girl, mm-hmm. uh, Sofia. And it's funny, like every time that the practice is about to be over, and then she she kind of feels the motion, you know that I'm start like slowing down the practice. Yeah, Yeah. to, like, hey, we're about to be over, you know? She goes like, how much time left in the practice? I was like, "Uh, about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. She was like, oh. Can we practice more? <laughs> and like, let, let's go talk to the parents. Like, thirty more minutes. Like, I, I think they would be cool, right? Yeah, I was like, right. No, it's, it's not that how it works, mm-hmm. but like, I, I was like, I wish that's how it works, yeah. but like, it's not how it works. But you know, but it gives me like, it warms my my heart, and you know, yeah. that because like, it means that like, yeah, I'm doing something right, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said before, if it's not fun, it, it defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no they, they're not going to be interested in learning they're not mm-hmm. going to and also it's not going to stick to their head mm. you know I can teach them like oh let's build out of the back mm-hmm. but if the practice wasn't fun wasn't like mm-hmm. oh this and that like they score a goal and mm-hmm. they like oh yes or they mad somebody or they did a nice dribble or even like as a team yeah. like boom 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 They boom, have boom, to make boom, it fun boom. I've
1: yeah. been through a lot of boring ones where they just all 11 on the field one ball no defenders just
0: switch it boop boop yeah.
1: boop boop Back boop
0: boop boop up top boop. Oh, so yeah. boring, exactly. And and then whenever they do that, it, it's just like they, it like I said, it warms my heart. Mm-hmm. That, like they they're enjoying like what I'm what I'm showing to them and what I'm teaching them, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it's just it, it's very nice. Like it's very rewarding mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, you know. I agree. Yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but there's a lot of
1: personal trainers out there. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on personal training and then training after mm. your practices? You probably don't mind mm. that you have a girl that practices with you and then goes to RB seven or to everybody else. Oh yeah, the yeah. more soccer, the merrier. Exactly. But um, it's I think super important to do those personal training. But you do personal mm. training, so what's yeah. that look
0: like for you? Um, I I usually tell people I'm I'm a more of a, a coach for a team. Mm. I I do I I do a a good job like on the personal side but i think my strength is on with a group Mm. you know that's when i can get the best of out of everybody it's like having a group Mm -hmm. that i can show a big picture Mm -hmm. because that little skills yeah okay like let's do this i'll help you do Mm -hmm. your fundamentals your like little things you know let's get a little conditioning Mm -hmm. but like i feel that whenever i have like my biggest impact it's on the eleven, Yeah, with mm. a group. Or even a group of, like, if I have a group of six kids practicing together, I can make something happen. Mm. I can make something happen nice to them, you know, that mm-hmm. they're going to use in the game. It's not just, oh, do the scissor mm. or do the rainbow or do elástico. No. This yeah. is the rainbow. The elástico yeah, on the field, know, okay. Yeah, you know, like, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, just, it's not just about, like, teaching. That. It's about teaching. If you get the ball on the, on the outside of the field, what do you think you should do, mm. you know, like... Do you think you should move forward? You should get inside. You know, Mm -hmm. like whenever the the person is coming at you right here, like how you should defend. Like you know, if you have a teammate on your right side, which which way do you think you should be forcing that person? You know, Mm -hmm. that those kind of things, that things that it's not about your legs, Mm. it's about right here. That's a different thing when you you can take the player and have him not think about himself
1: but about everything else. that's one thing i struggled with as a kid because i would only worry about where i'm at where my where i'm supposed to be and that's it but never did i think of the back line the midline the top line our shape switching switching opening up pressuring them all that was just different to me because i mean we didn't have anybody recording our game so it was very hard for us to now see mm-hmm. where we we're at but now exactly. the kids have it all
0: yes yeah it's uh, it's getting easier and easier and mm-hmm. harder for us because mm-hmm. the easier they get to, to them like the harder it gets to us because now how can we get out of the box you know? mm. how can i be different than the other coach you know and and like that's what I like to, because with the personal training like i know there's way better guys than me like doing those personal training and focusing on things and I know that they are seeing them mm. so like I know they're going to see them at some point so whenever they come see me I'm trying like okay it's like they're doing the job for you yeah and also so yeah. like how can I do something different mm. because I know that Rafa Rafa you, you have seen him yeah. play like he's a very skillful guy and he knows how to talk to the kids he mm. knows how to do this and that and I know that he's going to teach the, the girl how to beat mm. the, the defender in, in a one on one situation or in a two-v-one situation now how, what can I put it to this girl mm. to, to make it better on top of what Rafa did it, or on top of what, uh, uh, Bampa did it, mm. or on top of uh, anybody? Anybody, you know? Because they're already doing that. So, how, how can I make something different? Like, mm. Because it's like you said, like, the more soccer, the better. So, it's not, it's not even about stepping somebody's toes, but since they're already doing this, mm. let me do something different. You know mm. whenever they come see me you know because and also here's the thing if i do the same things that they're doing it's kind of gonna be in the back of the mind of the parents and mm. the kid like here yeah, a little competition it's like yeah, oh raf is better i'm not even gonna see matthews again mm. or even oh matthews is better i'm not gonna see rafa again you know so like i try to make something that is gonna aggregate it's gonna be let's say the best of both words mm. you know that type of thing but yeah but like i said like with a, with a personal trainings, I, I do better with like a yeah, group groups, stages. A group but that's stage. good i had never heard anybody say it the way that you did
1: that you're just mm-hmm. going to add on to what they're doing because uh, they're all really good at what they're doing like yeah our, rb7 is great what mm-hmm. everybody else does what bampa does what mb10 does what anybody else does mm-hmm. they they all have their own style but what i'm curious is if you are to do one on ones with somebody what's the first thing you would send them to do like for me Whenever I did my one-on-ones, the Mm. first thing that I would always love to focus on is the dribble. Yeah. yeah. Always. For me, I would be like, you know, let's get some cones. And we'd spend 10, 15 minutes just right foot, left foot. For Mm. me, that was my favorite. For you, it would be the first thing that you...
0: Yeah, it would be something like that. Touches on the ball. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he using the outside of the foot, Mm. inside of the foot. And bringing the ball, a little rolling. Things that they're going to use in the game. Like a little pullback. You know, those type of things. And, but one thing that always got to me about the, the personal training, the individual, was uh, one time, uh, Johan Cruyff, mm. you know, um, he said it once like, I I'm, think I know where you're going with this. I, I'm six times better than most of, of all those players because I can use the outside, inside, and my laces of my right foot the outside, inside, and my laces of my left like foot. That. So I'm six times better mm-hmm. than a lot of players out there. That's and true. that kind of it, it stuck to my head. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, if you can use the outside of your right, outside of your left, mm. inside of your right, inside of your left, laces, laces, man, nobody's going to get to you. Mm-hmm. Like, every time the ball comes to you, it's not even about necessarily about the dribbling. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing that I tell a lot to my kids is like, you don't have to dribble to ah. be the defender sometimes just, it's a little combo, just, just, just
1: fake steps to the right and go left, anything yeah anything you yeah. Know, like
0: that and it's using like the outside of the foot controlling the ball, kicking the ball to you. <laughs> I and, remember and make the ball yours
1: <laughs> I remember we were playing his team a couple of weeks ago, and I was pressuring what on the ball. And he was getting the ball, and he flicked it through the back, and everybody said, "Oh, and I said." That's not that big a deal. I was already going this way anyways. <laughs> he just went like that and he was like I was like, "But touche. I give it to you." It was But yeah, that's that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all this that you know about personal training, private training, club training, how how do you take that all into the high school game?
0: Cuz it's completely different for high school. Oh yeah. Uh, Cuz it, it's also a different routine. Like mm. with the clubs, we see the kids twice, maybe three times and then the game, you know, during the week. Uh, with high school it's every, day. every yeah. day. It's like it's a college routine like which also for me makes makes more fun You know mm. That I can actually kind of put up my system of playing like it, you know Like yeah how, implement your culture 100%. exactly and how, how how we're gonna win the game How we're gonna get prepared to win the game to be prepared mm. and I think it helped it helped me a lot uh, having the personal training side of it mm. because the physical training the fitness training that's when like you sorry I forgot this Yeah, it's all good is it Okay
1: perfect That's what we got three cameras we got one two and then this one is turned off But anyways mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyways yeah but because on the fitness aspect in the the fitness aspect uh it's just how can I how can I make better? Because I know what to do with the team on the field, like how to get prepared, to build out of the back, mm. to pressure their goal kick, to oh how can we keep possession in their field? How can we keep possession in our field? But for that, because I'm I'm the way that I like to play is very demanding. Mm. So like because I like the high intensity, mm. like oh, we lose the ball, pressure everybody pressure. Right, right. Whenever we have the ball, keep it, keep it, keep mm. it, keep it. So. The fitness side, he has to be on point. Oh. Like I even make a fitness test for them. If mm. you don't pass the fitness test, you're not playing. Mm. You need to pass it first. You can be messy. If you don't make the time, I'm sorry. You're not touching the field. And the personal training side of it helped me a lot because it opened my mind to making some drills to oh. for that individual part. So let's do a little bit of an individual, 15, 30 minutes. Now let's go to the team, mm-hmm. you know? And also another thing that helps me a lot with the with the high school is my assistant coach Stephen Tower. Uh, mm-hmm. We played uh, together at Oklahoma Christian, and. Now, he's involved with boxing and everything. Mm-hmm. And I told him... I he's like, the
1: one that's doing the training. Is that class in... Right Yes, now. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, who's doing the personal training? But I also yeah. see that he was doing boxing. Okay, yeah. I follow yeah. him on Instagram. So, I yeah. know exactly who he's Yeah,
0: on. so Yeah, so it's Steven. So, he's my assistant. Shout, shout out to Steven. Yeah. Shout <laughs> <out. Yes. laughs> yeah, be, uh, And he's being like, man, mm-hmm. wonderful. Like, you know, like... Because at first, he was coming just as, as a volunteer. Because whenever I told him, he was just like... Hey, man, can I... Can I help you out, you don't have to pay me anything, you don't even have to talk to the board, just volunteer. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, No, yeah, for sure, man. Like, the more the merrier, you know, mm-hmm. like you're offering help, I'm not gonna turn it down. Mm-hmm. And I know the player that he was, he was a fantastic player. I was like, Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna bring something good for us. And man, he went above and beyond, like, especially mm-hmm. now. I, I'm not even going to those practices because I know he can handle yeah, it, yeah, you it, trust him, yeah, it's an off season thing. I just go there on Fridays for our little scrimmage that we play with then a little mm-hmm. bit and that's about it you know and he's been helping me a lot because personal training is his thing Mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of putting together you know yeah yeah. you have a team yeah you know like it's me Mm -hmm. taking care of this he takes care of that nice it is just i think it's it's being a good combo so far and Mm -hmm. even the the kids they're giving like some positive feedbacks to us so i love it don't they
1: yeah how did the class and job come up because i know patterson and his brother had it the year before, you didn't, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. How
0: are, uh, so I think Patterson, for some personal reasons, mm-hmm. like he had to... It's a lot to, of time, dude. Yeah, yeah. to kind of be, uh, to, to leave class. And, mm-hmm. and uh, in 2019, right after I finished college, I was coaching uh, uh, OC. I went and coached at Putnam City Regional, mm-hmm. uh, the freshman team. And Eddie Wright mm-hmm. was the head coach for the varsity. So he brought me in. And recently, he got promoted to... <clears throat> I think uh, he's the athletic director, director of the city. The, I the met city.
1: him Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he, fantastic. Guy. We were bouncing off mm. ideas. And we'll get to back to Eddie right here in mm. a second
0: because I have a question for you for that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's a fantastic guy. And whenever the and job uh, opened up, opened up uh, I, was, I was already about to start with uh, Edmund North, mm. with the freshman team again. And then he called me, and he's like, hey, I have something for you, if you're interested, because <laughs> I, I, I think you're ready for that. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what is it? What is it? And I was like, would, would you be interested in a head coach position mm-hmm. for class and SAS? They are 4A. It's a school that is kind of needing a change and a new culture. It's a great school, too. You know, yeah, great. Yeah, he said it, that's one thing. Great school, like it's a good community there. Like everybody, it's. A, they're gonna
1: support you. Yeah, they're gonna. There's
0: gonna be school spirit. They're all exactly, about exactly, exactly. And I was like, oh, of course. Like uh-huh. I, I, I even told him, like you got me. Whenever you said head coach, varsity, that's, uh, <laughs> when you, you didn't even need to say anything else. Did anything else I would have, I would have made uh-huh. it work, but you know. And, and then I went for the job interview, and I even told her, like, I was a little bit nervous because, like, he, he, he just put my name there. Like, yeah. that, that's what it, it sounded like. But whenever I went for the interview with the AD for the school, it was just a meet and greet.
1: Yeah, it was basically like, like yeah, this guy's from yeah. Brazil. Sure, we'll give him the yeah. job. He sounds like he knows what
0: he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, it was a bit. But was because what I did with uh, whenever I was at Putnam. Mm-hmm. Putnam, like it was whenever COVID hit. it. Mm-hmm. So it was like nineteen to two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. That whenever he hit the COVID, and I was very sad because I had a very very good team with mm-hmm. that Putnam freshman, and I think that we could have done some good things. And mm-hmm. Ended up like you know. No, yeah, it was terrible for the, the.
1: You you talk about how sad it was for the freshmen. I think
0: yeah. about all the seniors that didn't even get to finish. Yeah. So. Being hard to find schools or something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, was was very very uh, very tough like a semester mm-hmm. because the whenever it came back August, I think like was already better with mm-hmm. it, like the regulations and everything, but. The job that I did there, he was he was very happy about it. So mm. I think that's what kind of whenever the job opened up, he was like, oh, mm. I know somebody, mm. you know. And uh, I was happy about it that he chose me over like a yeah. bunch of coaches out there that should be, let's say, more qualified than mm-hmm. me to be there. But no, he he called me and he chose me, you know. So nice. I think that was you know very, I I, I felt very good about it, you know. Oh, yeah,
1: what's different going into
0: year two than year one? I think year one was more uh, getting to know each other mm-hmm. and like expectations because I don't know I, I don't know how uh, the Peterson and like did it before, but like they they lost some pretty bad games mm-hmm. like the year before, mm-hmm. and whenever I came in, I I came in I said like look, I'm not here to fool around. I'm not here. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not a social club. Mm-hmm. This is this is soccer. This is mm-hmm. varsity soccer. That my name is out there, the name of the school is out there, mm. and your name is out there. Mm. Would you like to, I even told them, would you guys like to be part of a program that loses a 0 every single game, that lose 4-0? Mm-mm. No, coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I, and I told them, like, look, I'm here to win, and we're going to win. I'm going to make you guys compete. Mm. I'm going to make you guys have the feeling that you guys can compete, that you're able to do it, that whenever you are out there on the field, mm. you are capable of doing things. Mm-hmm. You know? And I told them, like, look, it's a simple exchange here. Mm-hmm. You give me work, you give me, su- uh, you give me sweat, I'll give you success. Mm. And success came in so many different ways. It's not just winning the state, making playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's also get to the end of the season, think about the player that you, that you, that you were mm-hmm. and the player that you are right now. If you are better, we succeed. Mm. you know and that's what I wanted for that and it was a fantastic year mm. like she she can't even tell about it like yeah, how mm-hmm. like how much the boys developed from the first game to the last game you know mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of made me happy was against Woodward mm. against Woodward the year before I think they lost 7-0, 0 mm-hmm. and then came to play Woodward uh, at Taft, and then we won 1-0. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't 1-0, could have been more, man. We, mm-hmm. we nominated that game, they had a, anything on us, and then after the game, I could have seen the eyes of the kids, like,
1: oh my God, it? like,
0: we did it. Yeah. Oh my God, like, man, we played so good. Like, mm-hmm. like I could have heard they talk to each other, and like, I was like, yes. Like,
1: and you're just like, duh. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it was in the back of my head was a little bit of that, because... Uh-huh. I know how much they were yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. How much they were working for that moment, and like seeing the the happiness in their face about that victory, that because it was a well fought mm-hmm. match too, was just like was very yeah. like you know like it, it felt good. When felt I went to again. high school,
1: we also played against Woodward, and I think I broke my collarbone against Woodward. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. just to yeah. give and go, felt <laughs> broke it. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's amazing to hear, dude. Mm-hmm. And hearing you like try to motivate them kind of motivates me he does you do you do a good job man <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for having not known english a couple of years ago and now you're yeah. over here inspiring little kids so that's awesome dude wow. i appreciate it uh man for we were talking about the athletic director i gave you the eddie job Eddie Wright, yeah eddie Wright. um he's working on trying to get futsal implemented into these middle schools and elementary schools, because they all have futsal courts, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of talking, we, I talked to them for like three or four minutes, and we were mm-hmm. kind of just bouncing off ideas, we switched numbers. But one of the questions that we kept coming to, and I'm curious to see what you would say is, back to how do we get futsal to kick off for these middle school, elementary school programs? Because like you said, in Brazil, they don't play outdoor until they hit 11. So it's all futsal, 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 and you know the benefits of futsal, close touch. Um, you're better in smaller spaces. You think quicker, so that when you get to the bigger field, everything is just slower, bigger, more space. But if we were to ask you that question, how would you go about implementing futsal and introducing that to the elementary school kids in a way to inspire
0: them and make them want to play more? Like, how 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 would you go about that? I think. Uh because uh, cause Eddie talked to me about it, uh, about this, those futsal tournaments for me to get in contact with the middle court, the mm-hmm. <clears throat> middle school court, your feeder mm-hmm. school yeah you know mm-hmm. and uh, he was even saying like yeah because we are thinking about you know for the referees we use the high school kids mm. you know because like it's also a way for oh there is a Eighth grader, a uh, seventh grader, like that's about to go to high school. and He know? looks at that kid and he goes, "Wow, yeah. that could be me." Yeah, you know, like, oh yeah, oh, y- you play for class in the high school. Like, oh yeah, I'm going there next year. Like, mm-hmm. how is it about? You know, and kind of having like the kid there, like talking about, oh yeah, that's what building what relationships. Is. You know, that build the relationship in the expectations. Like you know, also. It helps for the kids to come prepare. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of thing that whenever you, you start getting to the senior year of a high school to go to college, mm-hmm. you start visiting schools. You know, you mm-hmm. go for visits, this and that. So you're going to mm-hmm. have the expectation of the school that you're going, you know. Mm-hmm. So having that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it, it, it's very important. I think we should start local. Of course making let's say maybe start with tournaments, weekend tournaments. Mm. See how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, maybe make a make a league, make mm-hmm. it like a, a, a middle school season, you know, mm-hmm. like games every every Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, like you play one game there, mm-hmm. one game in the in the like home and away, home yeah, and yeah, away yeah, and then yeah. a little playoffs. Because those kids they already play club like mm-hmm. that. So if you do a middle school like that but just a little bit less load because mm-hmm. since they're already having too much more like on. more
1: fun a little yeah. bit more free kind exactly. of exactly like, like a, an introduction exactly to the yeah, yeah a little
0: introduction I think that that'll be that'll be something that can yeah. work out definitely
1: I had yeah. mentioned to him because we wanted to start something similar to that where we kind of went to every school and for like during the PE we did all right look mm-hmm here's the football factory they're here to show us what futsal is and we're just like yeah look this is futsal let's play mm-hmm. and that's our way of showing futsal to everybody so going to each school maybe for two hours showing them futsal and then getting that futsal league started but i think these are all just really good problems to have because and yeah. soccer is only going okay. up, yeah. up 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 mm-hmm. in Oklahoma city um with so what do you think
0: I think like it, if they can implement because because they have soccer as a in the middle school mm-hmm. team. So I think one thing that they could do too, since the a lot of kids play already club, mm. they could instead of making those uh, the outdoor, mm-hmm. make the futsal league. Mm-hmm. You know, because the kids are already playing uh, club and everything. Mm-hmm. So with the middle school, they could focus like oh, instead of we making outdoor. Mm-hmm. Let's make futsal, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then whenever they get to high school, oh, now, we now they can play go, outdoor. Yeah, go back to the outdoor That's now, a good idea. You know, because because one way on and on, the, the kids, they will be playing outdoor, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh,
1: nothing is going to change there. They're going to play outdoor.
0: Yeah, because you don't have futsal clubs here, mm. you know. We don't. Yeah. We know. have a few. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. one or two. Yeah, uh-huh. there's one or two, but they go play out of state because mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no competition here. There's no competition here to play, you know? So if they start making the middle schools being that futsal... Teams, clubs, competition. May, maybe start being like, oh, maybe, just an example, maybe energy is like, oh, you know what? Let's make a little side futsal yeah. team here, you know, for each age. Like, we mm-hmm. start with one team per age. Mm-hmm. Let's see how that turns out. Because one thing that we do in Brazil is... The players that are playing for, the let's say, the first team of Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. they are playing also for the first team of futsal there. Mm. So the first team for Corinthians, they are also playing for first team futsal there, mm-hmm. you know? So if Energy would start something like that with like more competition mm-hmm. around, they could be like those players that are playing ECNL like with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, look. Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's ESC. Wednesday and Friday, go to score KC for mm-hmm. us to practice futsal because we're going to have the game on, on Sunday uh, mm. futsal, you know, something like that, putting, like, everything together, and especially being the same kids mm-hmm. that play outdoor to play futsal, that's going to be amazing, mm-hmm. like, chemistry-wise, and, like you said, touches mm-hmm. small space, you know, like, whenever it transfers to the to the big, mm-hmm. to the actual 11 versus 11, it's going to be, like, so, so easy, mm. you know, because another thing that futsal brings is uh, you have to adapt. Mm-hmm because it's a four versus four here that you lost the ball mm-hmm. it's a four versus shoot. three yeah get back in shape mm-hmm. yeah you know like you need to find the it, it's like what i was saying like oh if the person is attacking you your you have your teammate on this side so let's force yeah, him. Push him that way yeah you know like that kind of thing to adapt 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 mm-hmm. you know like i think like it's so like so good, it's like quick that, thinking. Yeah, yeah, like I was, love it. Yeah, that's what was so fun about it, you know, like mm-hmm. that just the quick thinking. Like, mm-hmm. you, how can you get out of the situation, or how can you help in the situation? Mm-hmm. You know it's just, I think futsal is very, is very, very good for the development.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, that's good. It sounds like more organization. Yeah. And then just more. Just need to play more futsal. Is what. Yeah. We, we need to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you remember the first time you rolled into Western?
0: Yes, it was... T- how, how was it? Who invited you to play? So, um, I played with uh, Ignacio Barbosa, mm-hmm. Nacho. Uh, we played against each other in junior college, mm-hmm. and then we ended up being at OC together. And it was my junior year, OC, my first year. You that. guys ended up going to OC together? Yeah. We, wow, okay. We, That's crazy. Against, yeah. And it was 2017, and then he, after we... We did our season, and then we ended up not making playoffs. And then he came to me, and he was like, hey, like, do you play Sunday League in Brazil? I was like, oh, yeah, hell oh, yeah, i play playing. I, mm-hmm. I was like, I love to play. Of playoffs. course. And, and, just like, like, <laughs> and he was like, hey, do you want to come play this Mexican Sunday League? He was like, yeah, the fields is there. They're not very good, but like, you know, it's fun. It's comparable." I was like, oh, do you think I care about the field, man? Mm-hmm. Like, If you haven't seen like, what I play in Brazil, like, mm-hmm. Western, it's like... You, Comp new man what yeah i hate people that complain about the fields all yeah. oh, the
1: fields are terrible i'm like but we all play on the same field
0: and like what's like, the difference yeah you know and uh what well, uh they were in the was like i think one game mm-hmm. to finish the regular season when i play i, I was injured at the time 14 so. for it oh, okay yeah i've been playing always with the same team you okay. know yeah. and Played that game, played, played, played pretty good, you know, like playing with them because also my ankle was like mm-hmm. killing me, and and then we went to the quarterfinals, won the quarterfinals, and then we lost in the semifinals mm. to to Pumas at the time, mm-hmm. and and then after that, uh, since like it was coming spring, that there's no season, and then mm-hmm. summer they were like hey like mm-hmm. we want him back like mm-hmm. talking to Nacho <laughs> bring, him back, yeah. bring him back and I was like yeah, I want to be back too like yeah. Yeah, this is fun this is nice you know because it's not just the game itself it's mm-hmm. like that little hangout out afterwards it's the culture you know like thing. you know we play Oh, we don't play, oh, Let's grab a couple mm-hmm. beers now and watch the next game. Because, mm-hmm. like, one of our friends is playing too. And then, oh, let's watch the other game. Let's watch the other game, mm-hmm. you know? And that, and also that reminds me a lot of Brazil, mm-hmm. the way that the Sunday leagues are in Brazil, you mm-hmm. know? So it's kind of like a, a little homesick mm-hmm. that I don't feel anymore when I'm there. Yeah. It's kind of, everything else don't matter anymore. Like, I'm just, like, in a peace like place. Home. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I'm yeah, just yes, at yes, home yes, now, yes. you know? So, yeah, and I remember was it? I, I went first, and I was just looking. Wow, like, yeah, like
1: right. you kind of you go in down the dirt road, and then you get there, and then it opens mm. up, and you're just like, holy oh, crap, what
2: yeah, is this? Like, oh, yeah,
0: and but was was very exciting. Yeah. Like when, whenever I got there, because I was just like, I would have never thought that Oklahoma, yeah. United States, would have it like this that? Sunday league. <laughs> like you know, this Sunday league, mm-hmm. you know. Because it's great. I tell my dad, like, because my dad was a, mm-hmm. he's a big lover of, like, Sunday league, mm-hmm. you know, like those Sunday leagues, you know, and I tell him, like, man, whenever you come here, visit me, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you there, and you're going to, you're going to feel, like, nostalgic yeah. from Brazil, yeah, you yeah. know, like, it's just how it is, and, and it's funny, because you, you can even ask her, like, mm-hmm. we whenever we call my parents, my, my dad always, always uh, goes like, so, did you play Sunday uh-huh. how was it you know he uh-huh. always asked me about it, Western like he asked more about Western than mm-hmm. whenever I was in college exactly That's like, is, yeah it's has, crazy. have your parents come by to visit yet they came in 2017 mm-hmm. for my brother's wedding mm. yeah and then that was the last time mm. and they're gonna come next year for, nice. yeah for our, our wedding
1: nice congratulations yeah,
0: appreciate it stressful planning weddings man yes, I, yeah. I
1: Patience mm-hmm. and uh communication, bro. That's it. That's all uh-huh. I gotta say. Cause uh-huh. weddings are stressful. Ugh. Uh-huh. Mine was six years ago, and I'm getting flashbacks. Uh-huh. But you guys got this. Congratulations, yeah. too. Thank you. Thank you very much. I was doing my research. I was like trying to figure out what what's my about. And I yeah. I saw the proposal, and I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> congratulations, dude. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And then it. you. Took her to Brazil too, right?
0: Yeah, this past winter, we went there for 21 days. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was, was very nice, it was good, because she knew my parents just through FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know, so it was nice to take her to, to where I grew up, where, like, my friends, my family, uh-huh. and we also had a chance to go a little bit to Rio. So really? Yeah, yeah, so it was a little nice.
1: I want to go to Brazil. How was Brazil? You want to tell me how Brazil was? I'll turn on your mic okay. think it's I think it's on. Yeah, I think so. Um, Brazil is really cool. Hold on. I don't think it's on. Mm -hmm. In front of it, there's a little switch. You see? No, on the top right there. You flip it up. Uh Yeah. Okay. Is it working? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. How was Brazil? I want to go to Brazil one day.
3: Um, Brazil was really cool, actually. I I had a previous experience um, in South America. I had gone by myself on a solo backpacking trip for eight months in oh, yeah. 2019. So I kind of had the experience of being um, overseas by myself, but mm-hmm. Brazil was really nice. It was really nice to meet his parents and um, honestly being surrounded by a language that I had never heard yeah. before like that was was very overwhelming, but having some experience with Spanish definitely helps. So. And
1: I feel like going to Brazil is, it's just, I don't know i i only know this from the time i spent with rafa and when but they're all just very like yes like come in hugs kisses very welcoming yeah how was it like just
3: oh yeah i i well so when we landed in the airport in sao paulo when we Uh. got there um (laughs) it was kind of funny because his mom and dad were standing like outside when you like after you collect your baggage and everything (laughs) waiting for us and so we walk up to his uh we were like kind of behind his his dad, and uh-huh. his dad like has his camera out sideways. He like has the video on. Uh-huh. He's like waiting for Mateos to like come through, like you know, videograph this this uh-huh. huge deal of him coming back home, and <laughs> and he didn't even realize that we had come through the no through the gate, yeah. yeah. And so we're just kind of standing next to him. Mateos like crosses his arms. He's just kind of looking. He kind of he makes a comment, kind of nudges his dad, and his dad is like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's so but funny. It was, yeah. Yeah, big hugs, warm smiles. Very happy to, to see his son and, and to meet me. So.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Dude, I'm so happy for you. How do you guys even plan a Brazilian-American wedding? Like, how does that go? I'm sorry if, I, if you guys don't want to touch on this. I no, completely no. 100%. Uh, I'm just curious. We don't
0: mind at all. Uh, I think, uh, so our plan was um, uh, let's get married here mm-hmm. next year. Because also like with the immigration status, all yeah, well, yeah. the kind of thing, like we have time to figure it out. And one year after that, so 2024, that's when we plan to do. A a Brazilian, the Brazil one in Brazil. Hey. So like we're putting one year apart, so some of my close mm-hmm. family can come here. Mm-hmm. But also I'm going. We're gonna. We're planning to make one in 2024 there, for. For my friends there, yeah, you, you know, people, that, were there friends, for you. people that weren't there, people that were able to come as mm-hmm. well for, for this kind That's coming, awesome that you, you guys know.
1: are considerate of those people.
0: You know, so, yeah, so that's that's going to be nice, you know, I think. And yeah. you're going
1: to take your family to Brazil, too, then? Oh, of course.
3: Ah, of course. that's amazing. Oh, well. And that's the catch. It's like, oh, look, you can come to one wedding in the U.S., but hey, by the way, we're having a second one. And yeah. it doesn't take much convincing you to be like, hey, you, you want to come to Brazil? Yeah. Have are a you giving me an excuse to go to Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. exactly. That's awesome. That's
1: cool. That's cool. Yeah. And then, that's cool. That's, that's all. At what point did you know you were going to stay here? Like, like, I know I asked this to all the foreigners. It's just like, there comes a point in time where they're just like, ah, I, want, I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back. I'm just oh, going to yeah. get my degree, go back, use it over there. But so something happens and something makes them want to
0: yeah. stay. For me, it was, um, so I was with them entirely like, yeah, I'm going to finish here go back, finish here and go back. But whenever, after my junior year, the first semester of the junior year, mm-hmm. I was very, very homesick. Mm-hmm. Whenever I got to OC, I was very, very homesick. I even started seeing counseling because mm-hmm. it was even affecting me on the field. Mm-hmm. That I couldn't focus, uh, practice like I wouldn't have that motivation anymore. But then after seeing counseling, mm-hmm. like he kind of enjoy more the city, you know, mm-hmm. like he kind of oh. Let's go downtown, man. Like, let's see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go here. Let's go Let's go bowling. That's kind of like, wrestling. you're already here. Just enjoy yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And until then, I was just still like, no, yeah. But I'm enjoying more. I'm happy. But I'm still going back. I'm still going back. But then whenever I got to my senior year, the, I kind of... Start feeling home that, mm-hmm. that, that's what it was that's when i like the sunday league was just like something that i had to do the, on the weekends mm-hmm. start making more friends more people mm-hmm. like to hang out more this and that and so and i started like having my own life you know mm-hmm. i graduate and then start paying rent mm-hmm. start working got my own car and like a couple other things that you know Start growing up with, and then mm-hmm. that kind of made me feel good about myself. So I was like, you know, I'm succeeding here. Like, why, mm-hmm. why I'm gonna, you know, I love Brazil, but Brazil is a place to, to spend vacation. Mm. It's, it's not to live there. You know, that's what Bampa said. Yeah, why, why I'm gonna leave a country that it's full of opportunities. Mm. Is that I'm succeeding to go back it would be like going backwards mm. if I would go back to Brazil. It's kinda and then bomb, yeah and then kinda the logic it kinda started like getting mm. getting more over my heart, you mm-hmm. know, like it was just like, hey man, just think about it a little bit. Mm why would you go back to brazil Mm. you know you you, can always go back yeah you can always go back for like to spend a little month or something because my family is there so so the housing part like paying hotel like i'm not gonna ever worry about that like i can stay with my family and then we save that that money that was going to the hotel let's go Mm -hmm. let's go have some fun in brazil you know that's true you know and then coming and then, like it was just that thing. Was like, why? Why would I leave something good to mm. go to something worse? You know, mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. that that thing. You know, that kind of clicked me. Mm-hmm. And the more, the more I stay here, the more and more, the more I, I see. Like home. Yeah, and, and the more I see that I made the, the right, right decision. decision. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: it's always a decision that you can go back to too. That's good
0: too. Yeah. That that that's another thing too because uh, we also have like some plans that. Is not just even like staying here in the U.S. It's also, we plan to maybe go to Europe. Yeah. Go, What's um, your name?
3: I'm Caitlin. Caitlin, nice yeah. to meet you, Caitlin. Yeah, because
1: nice yeah, she said she went backpacking, so she's doesn't seem she like I... the type that's going to be like, no. no. <laughs> she seems like the type that's just ready to yeah, <laughs> go we... on an adventure. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Caitlin? Yeah. Nice. Nice to meet you, Caitlin. Nice <laughs> to meet you. How did you meet Mateos?
3: Um, we met through a mutual friend. Really? Um, so That's how yeah. I met my wife, too. Yeah. He... I, I work at Hideaway Pizza in cool. Edmond. And so I, I worked with a girl who mm-hmm. was also friends with him through OC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had just come back from South America. And I was talking about how, you know, I don't have anybody here to practice Spanish with. Um, and so she was like, oh, I know some guys, mm-hmm. uh, particularly one guy who speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll just invite him over and we can hang out. And um, she didn't realize that Portuguese and Spanish are two different, different languages. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. it was... Yeah, uh-huh. so we, we hung out for the first time at her house and
0: the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history. Yeah. Nice. Started going to watch some Sunday league games. Nice. Yeah,
3: that's that's one thing I had never I have grown up in a family who is predominantly football uh-huh. football and basketball and I had never really experienced the world of soccer. I, mean, I do have a younger brother who, who who's into sports and he plays soccer, mm-hmm. but it was never it, as in depth it is, is, as it is now, you know. Good way to the, put it. In depth. Yeah, <laughs> it, sitting on the in the stands and. And usually being the loudest, mm-hmm. scream really um, yeah, she, supporting him she goes and hard. just she goes hard. Um, that's good. Mm-hmm. Just kind of watching him grow. It's been really, it's been really cool. Awesome. He's he's come pretty far. So.
1: I'm sorry that it turned into this, Matheus. Yeah, <laughs> I so told good, that's that's yeah. why I put the mic there. You, <laughs> know, you never know. Sometimes no, you yeah, need that just in case. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good. I'm happy for you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. It's gonna Thank be you. a big party, dude. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Especially the one in Brazil. I I've been telling her. I was like. You don't know how to party yet. Like you don't know how to party yet. Okay. <laughs> how do you handle taking her there,
1: and then have you thought of how it would be in the future, if you when you guys come with the family to take them back? Because I'm dealing with that now. Hopefully in July I get to take my wife where my parents are from and where mm-hmm. my kids, where my kids are where I'm from, where my parents are from, mm-hmm. and I'm always battling that like, what if they don't like it? How I like it? Or what if? Yeah, they don't what if it seems boring to them or sometimes there are boring moments but it's just like having to deal with like that difference like oh well, let me push this button and i'll let you answer. Uh-huh.
0: how was that were you nervous when you took it to brazil a little bit no, but no, I, I think I was just more anxious because yeah. I, I, I wanted her to go there because she went to all over South America
1: yeah, where did and go? didn't
0: go to Brazil. I was like, you didn't you go you to Brazil. You missed the best part. You missed the best part. <laughs> <one>. It's <laughs> also
3: like the most expensive. So. She, yeah. she
0: left something to go back to. That's what right, I always like right, to say. Right, if right, I didn't that's go see it, to that's, it, I left it to go back there later. Yeah, yeah it was meant to. Huh? Uh-huh. She kind of, she probably knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was more like it, being a little anxious like mm. you because know, I wanted her to you know see where I grew up, see my yeah. family. In their in their habitat, you know, like there where mm-hmm. they live, you know, because talking through the phone it's one thing, like yeah. being there, you know, like you waking up, let's have some breakfast together, let's have lunch together, oh, mm-hmm. let's go uh, do a little touristic things, you know, let's go to yeah. a museum, let's go to this, let's go, you know. So I want her to experience that mm-hmm. and like you see see where I'm from, like yeah. uh, like my roots. Right? Not only that, like, she learns a little bit more about you. So maybe she sees something and she goes that's why he does that <laughs> or oh he yeah. gets that from them okay right, right, right. that's funny that's funny yeah 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 but being in relation with my if whenever we we do have kids uh, it's uh i told her like i plan to you know like um uh at some point we need to go to brazil mm. to at least to live a little bit there mm-hmm. because one of the things that i I believe that made me succeed here. That made me like be the person that I am here. It's that the way that I grew up in Brazil, seeing that things are not gonna come that easy, mm. you know, as it comes here. And it's not a bad thing, you know. Like it's, no, no. it's just a good country. It's a good country overall. It's full of opportunities, you know. And in Brazil, it's not as much, you know. So me living in Brazil, growing up in Brazil, and seeing that whole like, you know corruption like above and beyond like you know because i know there's corruption everywhere but like in brazil it's like it, mm-hmm. it's getting worse and worse you know but i think what you're trying to say is perspective perspective yes have like a pers- different perspective of life you know like yeah let's go there for a little bit so you see how it is mm-hmm. and then whenever you come here you're gonna I appreciate it a little you're bit gonna appreciate
1: more. It. it'll make you yeah. work a little bit harder i 100 like percent agree it. because That's how I felt when I would go back to Mexico where my parents are from. Mm -hmm. I would always go and I'd look and I'd see and I'd think that could just as easily have been me. If my dad didn't decide to come up here and bust his ass and do what he had to do, go back, take my mom, I could have just as easily stayed in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And that could have been me. But Mm -hmm. I get that perspective. I bring it Mm -hmm. back here. I'm humbled. I come back wanting to work harder. I appreciate everything a little bit more. So I think you're spot on with that going back there to live to see that not everybody has it as good as we do unfortunately not everybody has a meal at the table every day not everybody has shoes not everybody has a roof over their head you know not everybody has the luxury of changing clothes every day Mm -hmm. underwear every day you know it's just those are luxuries that if you don't get that perspective seem Mm. normal to us exactly so we don't have that hunger so
0: i Mm. Agree, and, and also, they are happy about it. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going They don't say have the shoes. They don't have the underwear. Right, they don't have anything. They probably drink water that they rain left uh-huh. on the street. You know, Take a but, shower. It's raining. Let's yeah, go. Shower. But, man, you see them laughing about life. Yes. Walking like he, you know. Like it's he like he you should, don't
1: know what you don't have you if know. you don't know what's out there. Exactly. So, to them, it's that's...
0: Yeah, for them, that's... Uh, they're happy, they're mm-hmm. breathing, they're seeing the sun, they see, like, people around them, mm-hmm. like, you know, they... Um, yeah, like, they... Mm-hmm. It, uh, and that's what I, I want them to see, They're like, look how little they have mm-hmm. and how happy they are. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that that cell phone is going to make you happy? Do you really <laughs> think that uh, brand clothes are going to make them mm-hmm. happy? You know, like, I... I, I Because I grew up... Um, Rich enough to have everything that I need, Mm -hmm. but poor enough to not have everything that I wanted. And I think that was the best thing for me, you know, because I, I always hang out with people that didn't even have those Mm -hmm. things, you know, because playing in those kind of neighborhood things, like I played with, I played with guys that they would basically live in my house Mm. because my parents and I, we knew that, yeah, he doesn't have that Mm -hmm. much at home like you. You know, with a finished practice, I always go to some of those places like, hey, want to come to my house? Mm-hmm. Have some lunch there, spend mm-hmm. the afternoon, and then we drop you off a little bit yeah. later. And the kids would be like, oh, yeah, nice, let's mm-hmm. go. And then, you know, and my my best friends, they are, they're kind of like from some rough spots, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm happy to that I'm part of their lives in some way that we kind of made them feel home mm-hmm. and have another perspective, you know, mm-hmm. like having like what is actually having a meal every day, yeah. you know, and, like, it, making them, like, you know, kind of feel like humans, you know, because mm-hmm. I know that some things happen because it's our mistakes, but some things happen because they just happen. Got bad luck. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that's basically what it is, you know, like, because sometimes it's not the kid's fault that the, that the dad's beating up his, his mother, mm-hmm. you know, it's not his fault that the dad's alcoholic, that dad doesn't work, that, you know, like, it, it's not their fault, so having like somebody another family to you know you know show something nice to them mm-hmm. like kind of spoil a little bit mm-hmm. you know like that i, I think, think on know. top
3: of that too one thing that i i really um that really stood out to me with with his parents specifically is um they're not i mean they're not poor
0: mm-hmm. but
3: they're not rich either they're mm-hmm. they're you know probably in the middle but it's like Money was never really like a huge concern. Um, as far as I want to give you this, I want you to experience this. Mm. It was never an issue of, oh, you know, we can't do that because it's because it's going to be too expensive, or you know, you know, I just I don't want to do this because you know for whatever mm-hmm. reason. It was always very much this mentality of, you are here, we want you to experience this. Mm. We're going to give you as much as we can for as long as we can, and we're we're going to enjoy doing it. You know, mm-hmm. there's never. A limit to what we can or can't do. And Mm -hmm. I I think that was, that was something that really stood out to me about being in Brazil was always that, and even like his parents, friends that I had met, um, were always very welcoming. I remember one of the, um, Chris, she, she did my nails um, Mm -hmm. and she would, every time I walk in, Oh, you want a coffee? You want a tea? Mm -hmm. You want some cookies? Oh, can I get you anything else? Do you need anything else? And it's, it's always just a very friendly, Mm -hmm. very inviting. We're so glad you're here. Um, mm-hmm. type of atmosphere
1: so it's warm
0: yeah it makes yeah, you feel like warm. you like they want you there it's yeah, exactly. yeah. awesome yeah. yeah it's like we are doing a favor to them yeah for yeah. being there like basically and they're like you know like oh my god like thank you so much for because you guys here. bring joy yeah. like you guys are yeah.
1: filling other people's cups and yeah. you know and like you had said we might not have a lot but to be able to give the little that you have means so much it's a big more. Deal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, exactly. that's crazy. And the, yeah. the trip here's the trip, man. Because I feel you 100%. It's like we might not have a lot, but when you have your kids and try not to spoil them, it's gonna be hard as hell. Because yes, yes. I always look at my and I've done a terrible job. My kids are spoiled rotten, and it, I'm paying for it now. And they're only four and three. Like it's yeah. gonna get worse. Yeah. But it's like when I went to the store and I wanted a bag of chips which were 99 cents now but now they're Mm -hmm. 250 Mm -hmm. and my parents would be like we don't have it we didn't have it and i'd be like okay whatever but now when my kid wants a 250 bag i'm just like it's 250 i can get you to you want that little chocolate egg that comes with a toy in it go for it take it (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. all that stuff starts compiling and now Mm -hmm. every time we pass raisin canes my son wants chicken Mm -hmm. every time we pass by the comic book store he wants to stop Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that when we go to go to Mexico, I can have those conversations of being like, "You see how happy that kid is. Yeah. You see the clothes that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Do you see those little things? Yeah. Perspective is what I'm gonna try to drive to them. Yeah. So ha-
0: that's yeah. you guys have a good task ahead of you guys. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, in talking about perspective, it was like I was telling you about my mom and my mm-hmm. sister, and that's one thing that I'm very, I'm very. I'm very proud of myself of like this. I, I, I feel this is a quality, of course. I'm a very fair person, hmm. you know, and she knows. Sometimes yes. she gets mad at me because she did something, not, let's say, completely wrong, yes. but something that was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. opinions, you know? Yeah, 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 And then I go and I go against her, and she goes like, and then we argue a little bit, and then she goes later, like, okay. I know you're right, but but why don't you support me? Just support me. Hey, it's very <laughs> rare. It's very rare. I, you know, I 100% <laughs> you know. agree with you in those you conversations. Know, like like uh, I, it's like Guardiola said once. I prefer to lose my ways than win playing other ways. Yeah. You know, I prefer to be like to have a discussion with her, but defending my my standards, my mm-hmm. perspective that what I think it's right. Then, mm-hmm. like just like compromising and like yeah. just agreeing with you I'm not gonna do that because yeah, like there is no like, like we you talked about you have to about. be true to yourself exactly mm-hmm. and also that thing like that I told you there is no growth mm. being comfortable mm-hmm. sometimes you need to be uncomfortable so That's those true. That's true. those little talks is gonna make us uncomfortable mm-hmm. but it's but gonna, it's going to help you guys be gonna, stronger together. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I'm definitely 100% learning those. What I'm learning right now is picking my battles. Like learning when to be like, <laughs> okay. hey, babe, you're wrong. And learning when to be like, I'm just going to let her have this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. sometimes our yeah. opinions aren't needed at that time. Exactly. But it's, that's just part of the game. And then wait until you throw a kid in there and she's going to want to raise them in their way and your way. And then you guys have to work that out and be like, find the middle ground. Because mm. there is no explaining. When I had my, it's crazy, this is a soccer podcast, but look at yeah, where we're at now. Look right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I had my kid, um, I noticed as an infant, when he was an infant, I would speak to him in Spanish and then sometimes in English. And then I got to a point where I was just like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I using some words and phrases in Spanish and some words and phrases in English? When you have your kid... I'm asking you now, Like, are you going to speak to him in English or in Portuguese? Portuguese. You say that. But then when he gets here and you use some words in English and then some in Portuguese, you're going to be like, what the heck? So I, then I ended up realizing that I was using the language that my parents used with me. So my parents didn't speak any English at yeah. first. Yeah. And then after I learned that it's just—it's a trip. It's you start unpacking all the stuff going on in your head. So, I'm looking forward to like watching you guys grow up as parents, and yeah, yeah. it's—it's going to be fun. You guys are going to love yeah. it. I'm
3: excited too. i, I think mm-hmm. that I—I I, I study speech pathology, so it's okay, essentially cool. it's, um, you know, if a person has a stroke, they really have to relearn how to speak. But another big thing that we focus on is um, the importance of learning more than one language. Mm. Um, and especially, I mean, it's such a huge deal now, especially in the world that we live in today, you know, you have these people who are, they only speak English. Um, you have these jobs who need translators. They need somebody to be bilingual and there's no one to fill these positions or it's the opposite way. You know, you, you have this person who only speaks Spanish. They don't Mm -hmm. know any English there. You're stuck. And I think that it's something as this is getting Mm -hmm. too far, but it's, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, it's, I think it's a big deal to... to If you have the opportunity to present multiple languages, I think that you should... Choose. I think it's important to do it, to, to raise your kids to understand that, hey, America is not the only country. And, yeah. But even being here in this country, we're seeing these, these people come in mm-hmm. who speak all kinds of different languages, and there's just not... Um, I think that we need to focus more on the importance of learning more than English or more than one language.
1: I concur. Yeah. I hope you don't mind that I just... Yep. Uh, you know it's okay <laughs> you, um, but yeah dude so you, I guess Portuguese, English maybe Spanish
3: hopefully yeah. No, definitely mm-hmm.
0: Spanish too because like she was saying like we're living here like yeah it's America but man a lot a lot of Spanish going on here yeah. like you know I think even for me like in, in my in, in my line of work like I see a lot of Hispanic kids you know mm-hmm. Mexican kids so like sometimes yeah they understand English they understand everything I'm saying but like would it be nice once in a while I, I go and say like something in spanish with them and mm-hmm. give a instruction in spanish to them that they're gonna be like oh, okay. you might even start teaching like okay, teach them gonna... some
1: portuguese like yeah, give I'm... them some spanish mm-hmm. no some portuguese words that you know mm-hmm. they can use on the field and on yeah. whatnot too so that's awesome yeah. what's next for you like what do you have any goals for your soccer your coaching like where do you see yourselves uh, new in that so
0: area? um Recently, I just got the D license mm-hmm. for the U.S. soccer. And I plan to get the C license, B, and getting all the way to the professional. And not just here. Like, I plan to, after we get married, like, we kind of organize our lives a little bit more and uh, spend a little bit of time in Brazil, do the soccer license in Brazil. Mm. Um, maybe spend a little bit of time in Europe, do the licensing, whatever. Because uh, my family, we have an Italian mm. citizenship. Hmm. so that's why
1: you have the Italian flag next year exactly. Instagram. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering if
0: yeah so yeah so soon enough like I'm gonna be able to go to Italy just just like that hmm. you know? and so that's gonna be a good thing because I can go there live in Europe and work like mm-hmm. without any problem without needing a visa or any documentation mm-hmm. and then she's being my wife there it's easy for her to just be with me hmm. so as a soccer as a coaching career like i plan to you know get as much learning as i can get as much as experience that i can and of course at some point reach professional level that's mm. my, my coach end, yeah level. my end goal it's yeah champions league big mm. picture like that's that's nice. what i'm aiming for they say that they hire you aim like yeah at dude. least you're gonna get close enough I if understand. you don't get there enough so. i love that saying you aim. what is it you aim for the moon yeah. land in the stars uh, yeah I, I, I think yeah mm-hmm. exactly so might as well i can get to the moon but if yeah. i don't get it at least i'm in the stars you know so that's crazy like you know that's what i'm aiming for and you know and for now just trying to learn as much as i can you know the same way that i'm teaching these kids a lot they they are teaching me a lot too mm-hmm. you know so i'm very grateful for life to to have what i have right now you know just yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just being amazing right so far i can't complain.
1: No, and it's gonna get even better. Yeah. That's good, dude. This Thank is a great that. podcast. We've been on for an hour and forty minutes. Wow, dude, I learned a lot about you and a lot about you, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to following you guys with that. Mm-hmm. Um, my last question: I always, with every story and every podcast that I listen to, I always like to like pick that one moment or that one person that, if it didn't happen, if he wasn't there, your life would be completely different. Like where there was for. Steffi, who I had on a few weeks ago from Paraguay, she had a teacher who showed her English Mm -hmm. that went to Swasu. And that's how she ended up at Swasu. For you, I think it might be your brother. Yes. If it wasn't for your brother who went to go play in Tulsa, you wouldn't have thought of even coming to the U.S., ended up in Tulsa, played at Eastern, went to OC, Mm -hmm. met your wife, and now everything else is planning. Do you think I'm correct? Do you think that's your brother?
0: Or uh, would you give that to someone else? I would say that I have uh, three people. Okay. It's kind of three and a half. Because okay. uh, my dad, of course, like, he helped me a lot with soccer and taking me everywhere. Like, he kind of being my chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Because by the time I I started, like, playing, he was already retired. So, I was his job, basically. Okay. That's you know? awesome. So, that I was very fortunate to that because even practice he was there watching mm. wasn't wasn't just games practice he was there games everything that related to sports but i think my mom mm-hmm. like it just being the the other side of the coin because mm-hmm. my dad was the sports my mom was like hey you need to get you need to get mm-hmm. your things together with study too it's not just soccer mm-hmm. at some point it ends even if you become professional at some point it's going to end you know mm-hmm. and my brother, of mm-hmm. course, came in here. And I would extend to my, my other two sisters as well. Mm-hmm. They, they they are being like great examples of life for me. And the third person, which is the guy that helped me a lot with coaching, that's what he put on me through coaching. And like yeah, I think uh, I tell people that the reason that I'm here in the United States, it's because of my family, my mm-hmm. brother, and my parents. But the reason that I'm coaching right now, it's because of... KO Octo, mm. you'll probably know him yeah uh, he's been a fantastic guy a fantastic mentor you know like he put me with the 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 nokc academy first mm-hmm. and then he ended up helping me making a transition to to the energy to mm. the oefc so i'm very grateful to him too because he if he wasn't there that, that nothing right now would happen because mm-hmm. whenever we first we first met, like, it was in 2018. Mm-hmm. We played uh, together during the summer, like, mm. just for a little bit. Was that uh, the imps? Uh, no, uh, was with the energy. Whenever okay. energy used to have the twenty under- yeah, okay. three? Yeah, so I practiced with them a little bit. I ended up not playing games, but I practiced for a month, so it kind of built up a little bit of relationship there. And then we didn't see each other. Pfft. For a while. we ran see... into my Western. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we saw it, uh, each other at the final too. Because I played then in the final. Uh, against yeah, Against Roma. And, uh, and then after that, because like, we won and we won pretty good that game. That right? game
1: was crazy. I recorded that game and yeah. that game started. That's, that might be the best game I've ever recorded.
0: Yeah. Because was... it started off hot and then it ended yeah. up even hotter. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a very, that very takes... exciting game. Mm-hmm. Very exciting game. And... I think from that day, like yeah, I got it stuck in his head, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then we start playing indoor together during the weeks after that. And one day, just staying having beers, talking to everybody, you know, he came to me, and like, hey, what's up, man? Like I remember you, right? Mm-hmm. You're, like we start talking. And then he asked me, like, yo, so what are you doing? What's your plans? Like what do you want like in life? And everything. And at that moment I just finished working at Vaza Fitness. Mm-hmm. And that's when like a COVID was about just hit it Mm -hmm. like you know was kind of towards 2021 beginning Mm -hmm. and i told him i was like yeah i was doing personal training for vasa fitness and now i think i'm going to focus more towards uh coaching soccer you know because that's what I know. You know yeah, like, I don't yeah, know anything you know, best. I, I, yeah, yeah, this, I feel you a thousand percent. You know, like that's that's what I'm good at. It might as well. <laughs> I'm stick not it better at anything it. else yeah, than soccer. Yeah, and like, you know, I That's why well. I'm doing this yeah. too. So I feel you, bro. I can't yeah. play, but I can talk about it. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, you know. And then and then he came up to me like, oh, for real? So mm-hmm. coaching is a career. Coaching is like, no, oh, yeah, hundred percent. I was like, okay, I might mm-hmm. have something for you. And then and then the rest is the rest is history and, is history. and, and that's exactly. a good person
1: to be following because yes. if there's anybody that's had a good coaching year kel has had yes, yeah, an amazing year exactly. i've been trying to get kel on the podcast yeah, but Kale, he's he's a little on. bit hard to find <laughs> yeah. there's some people that don't mind talking about it and i think there's some people that just would rather kind of
0: stay underground with yes, it and yeah, i think yeah.
1: he's one of those that just and that's perfectly fine too yeah. i respect that None but done. he's
0: he's killing it yes yeah, and I couldn't ask for a better guy to be my mentor, you know, like, yeah, right. he helped me through, like, yeah, I spent like a full year just shadowing him, like, him. who? Uh, oh, you just shadowed just, him yeah, as well? Yeah, okay. yeah, just shadow, like, because I was his assistant coach, basically, mm-hmm. because I was helping him with the ECNL boys, with mm-hmm. the little girls, and then with some older kids, you know, so, it was very good to see him, how he does it, you know, how he mm-hmm. does the practice, how he acts, how he... You know, how he deals with the kids, mm-hmm. like how he deals with parents, how he deals with the managers of the mm-hmm. team. Like, you know, like was just like he was a soccer, soccer school mm-hmm. with Cal as the professor, you know. and Cal's from
1: England too. So there's yeah, just cultural the differences from yeah, you know,
0: Brazilian yeah, and English coaching. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it was. But I'm very grateful to him. He's, nice. a, he's a very special special person in my life
1: nice nice well shout out to keo and yeah, shout out to you
0: man and shout
1: out to you as well i'm excited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess we can put a button on it i feel mm-hmm. like we can go for another hour maybe oh, who knows sweet. i have yeah, a lot of questions so. <laughs> but it's an hour and 46 right now it's uh i don't know what time it is here 11 11 i clock in at 12 so i'm gonna have to wrap up pretty quick but dude this has been amazing i thank you for coming on do you have anything mm-hmm. else that you want to say before we close out mm.
0: I don't think so. I think we, We're that, yeah, there. like it. Like you said, like you, We went to soccer to life, soccer life, marriage, coaching. Yeah, I think though that, that was very good. And th- thanks for having me, man. Like of the, course. the, like I said, like it, it's a good experience. Like you know, talk a little bit myself, my experience. You know, it's yeah. just you know, it's very nice. And I like what you're doing for this podcast. Like I'm, I watched a couple of the podcasts that you've been doing. Like mm-hmm. I hope you keep doing and people keep coming because thank you, thank you. for the soccer community this is going to be very very big deal you know mm-hmm. like the more information that we get from people the more perspectives stories. that we get from stories like it's kind of it helps grow the soccer community mm-hmm. you know so like a very good job on your part and i appreciate it for having me thank you man these are the kind of episodes that make it worthwhile because yeah.
1: like i said i didn't personally know you mm-hmm. i knew of you yeah like i sorry, but I had no idea. (laughs) We didn't know each other either, but now I can consider you a good friend and likewise you. And that's kind of it. Like, like you said, you can't grow without getting uncomfortable. And it is a little uncomfortable sitting across from somebody that you have no idea, but we speak the same language as soccer and we have those experiences. And that's kind of what ties us and every other previous guest that we've had. So this is going to be a good one to look back at. And it's, Trust me, this project gets me really excited, but I think what's going to get me more excited is when we all look back from back at it 10 years from now. Oh, when yeah. oh, you guys look back at it and say, look, that's when we were about to get married and we were talking yes. about all the silly stuff. And so it's, it's going to be something great and I yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys for being a part of it too. So. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Good luck with the uh, wedding. Thank you. Good luck yeah. with the plans. I hope to see you guys in Europe and Brazil too. That'd be yes. awesome. Yeah. Good luck with uh, North uh, Class in SAS this year. Yes, Your ECNL that. as well. You're doing speech too, which my son does speech as well. So it's feeding therapy. So it's a little, it's a different branch of it, but close. it's it's close. It's close. So I wish both of you guys the best of luck okay. in everything that you guys do. So
0: appreciate
1: it for everyone that's been listening. I appreciate you guys for listening to it this far. If you guys have listened to this whole thing, you guys are the true fans. Um, I want to do something where we can do foot golf. I want to take the listeners to play foot golf with me. Have you played foot golf yet? No, not yet. It's like golf, but mm-hmm. they have Big holes like this. Mm -hmm. Same rules. You just have to kick it in. Yeah. So maybe um, towards the end of October, the end of this month, for whoever's listening, I want to have a day where we can just take the listeners or whoever just wants to go and play foot golf as a group, and maybe we can start something. Nice. So I'm gonna post it. Maybe you guys can come check it out. We can get a coffee cart, couple beers, and just kick it. It's fun. It is speaking my language. Super fun. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'll put the dates up there for the Mm -hmm. listeners. Stay tuned. We'll have more details, but. This has been another episode of the Mass Football Podcast with Mateos. And I forgot your name. It's Caitlin. It's Caitlin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you. Peace. Peace.